0: Hey, welcome to In Bed with Books, the podcast where we
1: talk about smutty fantasy, classics and more. I'm Melissa and I'm Bethany. If you'd like to see more of us, you can find us on our website inbedwithbookspod.com or on Instagram at inbedwithbookspod. So thanks for joining us this week. Oh, uh, what are we talking about today? Let's find out. All right. I applied for a volunteer job. Nice, nice. Very excited it looks really cool. Who's it with? What's it with? Um, Mind Matters and they are a college prep like program for like low-income families. Nice. Nice. I know I'm like (laughs) that sounds perfect. I Mm -hmm. am super passionate about that so yeah nice. Um, Hopefully they'll take me.
0: If there's one thing I know about volunteer stuff, it's usually that they will take whoever they can get. Yeah, that's true. The trick is staying along. Yeah. And that's only because people's time gets abused. So yeah. Hold your ground. Stand up for people. Stand up for them.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Preach it, sister. I'm like, oh, my God, I realized something yesterday that I am the rebel, like, in my workplace. Nice, nice. Like, I'm like, why like no one wants to talk about like everyone wants to suck up to the bosses? What?
0: We got an email. Somebody speaking of you being a rebel and doing things you shouldn't do. Your sex show that you watched on PBS as a kid.
1: Somebody knows the show. No. Yeah, Yeah, they're like, You
0: probably already got a response about this. Yeah. No, holy shit. Okay. Yes. And they were like she is well renowned or some shit like that. Yeah. Log in real quick. Cause we can also like give that a plug, give that a little like shout out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you want, I can pull that up real quick and I can read that to you because I've got it logged in on my computer. Yes.
1: That would be awesome. Yes. I barely check my own email these days. I'm like trying to keep it up, keep up with it. Like an old boomer. I, uh, I'll
0: keep it. I keep them logged in and I keep notifications going, right. Like a neurotic mm-hmm. person, but I just close them I close the notifications if I if it's not important and then I go back and I'm like where'd all this spam come from I'm like I have swiped instead of like actually deleting all the spam
1: yeah I That's don't delete from, it Melissa. oh the spam I'll mark a spam but like the semi the the medium spam like the not so spam yeah that you do have to like dispose of I don't yeah. ever delete things unless I'm like checking the little things and then delete yeah. like checked but like I just don't want to see them but yeah, I do exactly. go through every email I don't ever have an unopened email I hate that it drives me nuts when people have like the 2400 notifications and I'm like ah! oh yeah I, I clean that I have to delete them so like I like to yeah. see like inbox
0: zero that is my yeah. My yeah. My gra-
1: yes. My grandma was always like that. She was like, how do you guys have all of these? And I'm not to like compare you to my grandma, oh, but yeah. I just I mean, remember her the being first like, time someone has done that, so. <laughs> I just remember her saying that. And I'm like, I mean, who has the time?
0: <laughs> well, I will literally set aside the time. So every couple of weeks oh, yeah. I'll go through and I'll clean it out. So if I can get it down nowadays, because it's like work stuff is all remote and I'm freelance. If I can get it under a hundred, we're good. If I can see the background yeah. on my Gmail page, we're excellent. Right. Okay. Okay. So the email that we got was regarding the In Bed With Sex episode where uh, you had mentioned that you used to watch this show as a kid and I was completely like, lost. So I, based on what <laughs> this email says, I have a feeling it was just like slightly before my time. Yeah. because my my like so, subsection of the millennials version of like yeah you're, late a late, you're a late millennial yeah like our late night show that we would wake up to was like george lopez yeah so you just come in the like a low rider and yeah, yeah yeah late night episode of friends all that shit yeah nick at night that's what now I to know.
1: be fair i don't even remember saying this on the podcast we, <laughs> like we go when down we rabbit, rabbit holes
0: <laughs> yes exactly exactly when we hit record the muse taketh over and, yeah for and sure the things that come out I'll be listening and I'm like oh my god why was that I know a word I don't, that I uttered
1: I don't envy you
0: yeah I mean there's also like there's there's certain parts even where I'm like why did I think that that was something that I needed to say <laughs> it's yeah it's rough yeah Okay, so this is Lindsay Seastone. You've probably gotten messages about this already, but just in case, the TV show you described sounds just like the sex talk with Sue Johansson, also called Sunday Night Sex Show. Woman-centric sex info and advice from a sassy, potty-mouthed, septuagenarian registered nurse. Sue is definitely an icon. Apparently a documentary about her came out last year. Thanks for the memory of watching her show with my college friends. Best, Lindsay S. So
1: you are also she too lives- to be watching this. <laughs> she, she lives in our hearts though. Yes. Holy shit. I love this. Okay. I need to follow- find I'm, her.
0: Yes. I'm Googling this right now. What was it? Sue? Sue Johanson. She's a Canadian nurse. She is still alive too. She's 93 years old. And they just made a documentary about her, which means that she is still, like, a well-known sex education icon at 93. So, ladies... Why don't I when, know this? <laughs> when society tells you that sex stops after oh, 30, they're yeah. fucking lying.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God, she's so cute. Okay, not
0: to be, like, uber-millennial, but she also was on an episode of Degrassi, which great access point for teenagers to start learning about like safe sex absolutely i'm
1: sure she i'm sure she was all over that
0: yeah okay there's a cbc video it's just on like i'm just googling it right and it's canada's own sex grandma
1: yeah i'm looking at that now (laughs) i'm literally (laughs) looking at
0: that now i fucking love this i fucking love this sex with
1: sue i'm gonna have to like find a few episodes of these Oh my gosh, yeah! I can't believe I found this. I remember being at my grandma's house, wow, because she had cable. My we never had cable. I Sex mean, it was very often your on real grandma. Yeah, so like she was. I remember I was like up late because you can be when you're a kid. It's probably yeah. like ten, maybe younger. It's Like you're not
0: allowed, but you're physically able when you're old you're allowed and you're not yeah you're just like you're watching
1: nick at night right but then i would not and have the volume down so low so she couldn't hear it
0: yeah yeah that's uh, a i I think that honestly that's probably
1: one of the only times that i saw her i do i didn't really have a lot of access to like late night tv that that young um yeah that's fair not until the 2000s when everything was about cable yeah was i was i like yeah otherwise it was like Mm -hmm. with the little like knob gauge and then you You hit it you hit it on the side to make the picture come back and you had the (laughs) antennas yeah anyway (laughs) and then the
0: back of the tv there's what is there There, i think it's a grown-ups i'm I think I've talked about this before. My I have no problems with Adam Sandler. Do I think he's cringe? Absolutely. But we on this podcast are cringe. Um, But yeah. I love his movies, Grown Ups. And there's this one part, because his kids were raised like super rich. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure it's this movie. It feels like the vibe like that's filling in the blanks and everything. But um, his son's like, what's this on the back of the television? It's like the back of the television when they were uh-huh. and like it weighed more than the the front of the tv they were like the back heavy things yeah that is the dinosaurs the dinosaurs yeah where there was this like enough room for modern day four tvs in a single tv yeah 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 miles
1: like when he was young he had the one that was like a piece of furniture oh yeah yeah and which was old then (laughs) like it was from like the 60s or something not the 60s but Probably the 70s, I think it's one Nowadays, people pay
0: big money for stereo systems like that. Oh, uh, yeah. And they're vintage. It's like, I know. When, when just
1: everything was that shape. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so my turn, my turn was yes. the, I did the last three that we're talking about today, which is the War of Two Queens. Uh, shadow in the ember and a light in the flame yes. and so these ones um i will be sharing i went through so then we have okay so i'm on war of two queens okay so this was the one where i'm just gonna play it and then we'll kind of talk yeah. about it i think yeah, that, works. that will be better for me yes i'll let you know when it book. like starts <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah
0: that works um kind of jumping back then as well this to the right now. our very first point um, or I guess where we started this. The book ended much differently than the other books. Each of the other books definitely ended with this like massive cliffhanger, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and this one it's it's I wouldn't call this one a cliffhanger, yeah. Yeah. especially because we kind of had like the introduction of Colas and his um, demise. <laughs> his demise but also like his endeavors like we already know yeah. him as a villain. Um and so that's part of the reason that I think we're definitely shifting in terms of like the point yeah the whole premise the point like isn't entirely yeah anymore like what is poppy who is yeah. poppy what is her destiny she's a, a technically she's officially achieved her destiny. Yeah. And now it's like this much grander cause and so you feel this kind of like, or at least I did, like this kind of contentedness at the very end, mm-hmm. like this closure where you're like, wow, that that book of her life is over now. It reminds me. Now we me... have to.
1: Uh... Sorry.
0: No, well, you're good. But like, now we have to figure out what's next and we haven't actually done that yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're just yeah. kind of like waiting.
1: It reminded me of like at the end of a show, a season of a show, and they don't know if they're gonna get yes picked up again <laughs> and it's like okay yeah. it could wrap up here I that's how mm-hmm. I felt I was like this could yeah. technically wrap up you just get rid of that last paragraph <laughs> yeah um okay I think that was mainly the yeah the gist was I think you were you were really kind of um foreshadowing some kind of like shift in like what the purpose of the series is gonna like be in the next mm-hmm. like book kind of like when you ended um miss um wings and ruin and then she had like that frost and starlight whatever and then it kind of started like a new point of view point of like different war you know because now we're like dealing with other things and aktar and stuff so yeah i feel like there's definitely a shift happening
0: agreed i feel like the end of war to queens also gives me this like uh What is it? Uh, Fellowship of the Ring to Two Towers shift, where it's like, like I wouldn't qualify it as a cliffhanger, but what I would qualify it as is like this very clear defined ending to this part of the story, mm-hmm. and then like a very clear defined beginning to the next part. Yeah, because the very the first three books do feel kind of chaotic because there's so many changes that have to happen. Yeah, for. Uh, like Poppy and Sarah's stories to meet
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I think that's part of the the thing is like in War of Two Queens we are fully officially getting their stories meeting yeah and so it's like this whole new beginning and so it is kind of an ending mm-hmm. but it's because it's like the ending that leads to the beginning
1: yeah yeah that's it's the, kind of like but... a you know you're kind of yeah the the dark before the dawn
0: (laughs) yeah exactly exactly because it's not like the middle of a story that we left off in it's not like oh that's actually castiel the dark one who later we find out is not the dark one his brother was the dark one yeah but like there's not really any questions currently there's not like some burning question that we have to have answered yeah
1: we just want to see what happens next kind of thing yeah yeah it's more anticipatory yeah yeah for sure i think um, I think you put it well in the thing where you said like it's not it's no longer what is Poppy because that's literally mm-hmm. what the first three were and now yes. like now we're like talking about the the world she just discovered that we just discovered
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is kind of fun it's almost like a uh, um, world development mm-hmm. like instead of mm-hmm. character development you're kind of like being introduced to the world then you fall and then you kind of are able to have those conflicts yeah. it kind of has like a deeper have more of a deeper understanding of everything agreed agreed it's like a
0: this kind of like semi-apocalyptic event that we're leading up to for mm-hmm. these like this world but going back <laughs> to the like it's not apocalyptic in that it's going to be an ending but in that it's going to wash away this bad stuff and like lead to yes. potentially this new era of of peace with yeah castiel and poppy and Karen in charge yeah. That is like putting them on such a high pedestal, but I stand by it. I do not care. So <laughs> um, They are the stars. They are the stars. They are absolutely the stars. I also, something that I had kind of mentioned in the third book, and I'm interested to see a development of future, is, or actually I think it was in A Shot on the Ember, but I'm going to bring it up. Because we see Callus die in this episode... Or in this book. Yeah. It kind of puts this like new threat on him as a villain in the prequel series because it's like, what can he do? Mm-hmm. What can he accomplish? Because we know that he doesn't die. We know that he yeah. gets like, he's put to sleep or something, but we don't know that he's put to sleep. He could potentially just choose to go into his like rest period as a primal. Yeah. And like, that's almost scarier that like he felt so secure that he just went to sleep.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like, he knew he had a bigger purpose.
0: Yeah, exactly. He, exactly. Knew there, he
1: knew there was something stronger going, coming.
0: Yes, and, like, he didn't feel, like, it, it leaves the kind of threat of, like, he doesn't feel as though Nyctos and Sarah, whatever happens with them, is actually a threat to them. Because mm-hmm. it's this kind of, like, back and forth between, we know that Nyctos and Sarah fall in love, and they have two kids, enough that, like, art is made about them. And so, like, it's, we can, based on some of the, like, conversations we've had with people in the, mm-hmm. the book we can assume that they lived long enough to create memories with like Nectus and Reaver and everybody right and Reaver's little sister because she trusted uh, Malik enough to leave their their slumber mm-hmm. so do they get the happy ending and Colas is just like put to sleep Mm-hmm. Or does he go to sleep and they recover? Like, what happens? Yeah. There's this kind of, like, threat of him being
1: okay in the future. <laughs> it's, it's like a horror where it doesn't really ever get solved. Yes, yeah, exactly, exactly. Which I think I like that... See, she thought these really well out. Which mm-hmm. I think is, like, I think that was her um, intention was for the War of Two Queens to feel like that. Yeah. Um. And then the fact that she started from blood and ash first she started the ending Mm -hmm. the climax the the harbinger right yes person in the prophecy they start with her so it's almost like you're getting the backstory of like the the myth or not the myth but the the lore that you like yes hear about in the prophecy so it's cool
0: yeah agreed on all fronts okay next one Yes.
1: 3945.
0: I actually want to talk about Tawny real quick. Yes. That's one of the open-ended questions that we're left with this season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this book. Yeah. Um it's end season. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> the so first of all, we don't know what she is now. I've seen some theories online that say she might be a victor, which would almost make sense. Because if she was able to talk to Victor and she saw the RA, the mm-hmm. RA Aray, then she obviously went to the same place. But also there's like small signs that life is returning to her. So like mm. when they have the reunion, she they're saying something, or I think they're about to separate or something. And I think it was like a sec- like an innuendo was made. And Poppy made this comment about like, I saw some of the color return to her eyes. Mm-hmm. So I do think, she, I don't know if she has a bigger purpose, but like obviously we have not seen everything from her yet. Yeah. And I also kind of like the like narrative purpose that it served to have her come back and like be alive again. Yeah. Because she was definitely the symbol of Poppy's old life and mm-hmm. one big part
1: of it. Yeah, that was kind of the... It was, I I think that is a valid theory. <laughs> yeah. Of like, you know, is Tanya Victor? I think...
0: Because there's like so many different possibilities.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And because there's like a few different things going on at once, which is that, is this just further development of Poppy's powers?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Has she, like her mother, created this new... Being, yeah, because they kind of described the things that like, uh, Isbeth would do as like a violation of nature, Mm -hmm. and so like, is it a violation of nature if it's made by a primal? Probably
1: not, right? Um, It's almost like time traveling in a way,
0: yeah. And then there's a little bit of like, if she is the victor. Is it because Poppy needed to, or is it because Poppy, like, kind I guess kind of mixing them together, like, has Poppy developed a way to make kind of like Ooh, okay, so you know how all of the royals in Solace end up as that bastardized version of Atlanteans because of what Isbeth did? Mm-hmm. Is it that Poppy has inadvertently made, like, a bastardized version of the victors. So not just, like, anything, but she has specifically made a way to make new victors out of people.
1: Mm -hmm. Because I don't know
0: that we have any evidence on where victors come from. Right. If they are born
1: or if they're made. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like, we don't know what victor is, really. Like, we don't really know what victors are yet. We're still figuring it out. Mm -hmm. Like, are they their own... Yeah, are they made? Mm -hmm. Seems like something that would be made. It does. Yeah. Except... Or maybe there's a place... um, Like, some souls become victors. Yeah, that's what I was
0: thinking, too, is, like...
1: That'd be cool. I guess
0: it kind of blurs the line between what's made and what's born, because Mm -hmm. of, like, the... If it primal does it, is it made or is it born?
1: Yeah. 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 I like the idea of that because then her next series will be about tawny Mm. wouldn't that be so cute as long as tawny is fucking kieran then yes i forgot how much
0: i wanted that to happen until we were like doing this
1: (laughs) oh i know i really do want it to happen yeah i would not be opposed to a foursome
0: I would not be opposed to a foursome either.
1: I feel like it could happen. I feel like Armand Trout can make anything happen.
0: <laughs> I put all my faith in Armand Trout. Yes. Like I come to the church of Armand uh, Trout. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because she is We're publishing here. like mainstream.
1: Yeah. Just popular literature. Reasons. Yeah. Yes. I love it. Okay. I think that would be super cool. Yeah. Um. Okay. And then this one's my little, my two cents
0: question that i would have is that they kind of mentioned potentially having a traitor in their midst because she kind of knows their moves ahead of time Mm. and yes i feel on the one hand it could just be that isbeth is much older and she's cocky enough that she was anticipating their moves successfully because they are kind of inexperienced Mm -hmm. but if there is an actual
1: traitor in their midst i'm curious to find out who it is okay I I made a note at some point. Um, not about a traitor, but I, I just got this idea. Valen has been a very good yes. boy this book. That's what I was
0: thinking. You <laughs> and know who like, was also hmm. a very good boy before he wasn't? Alistair. Yep. There were a couple of times where I was like, I don't know if we should trust you. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I've actually got like a confirmed response about this. Okay. Um, a little lead into that is that we are not the only ones who thought that there was a traitor. Okay. So as I've said, I'm part of the Jaylanders Landers uh, Facebook group. Yes. So just a couple of days ago, and I'm glad that I remembered this because like, we already had these notes and I like made note to, to, to look at this again for this episode
1: Mm-hmm. Um
0: so a member of the group Nicole Banks said I might have missed this and I'm getting confused I'm doing a reread of FBAA because why not and was it ever confirmed that there was a traitor among Poppy and crew or was that just a theory that we kept running with so when I tell you that like the people in this group in this Facebook group are so much more detailed with their reads Mm-hmm. they know so much more than either of you like either you or I ever know and so yeah. every time I have a question if it's like I come here first they're your encyclopedia to the <laughs> yeah essentially <laughs> so there was one response from Michelle Lowe's who said aside from Alistair and this is under like both of these comments like the post and the comment are under spoiler things mm-hmm. so just a heads up Aside from Alistair and his group, Commander Jansen, there's the Unseen, someone has to be leading them, and that someone hasn't been revealed. I really dislike and don't trust Grigori, but I want to uh, suspect General Aylard, Aylard. He seems to have settled down once Cass corrected him in on how to respect Poppy, but Grigori doesn't like Poppy and doesn't respect who she is, which is a fact.
1: Mm-hmm. However,
0: um, so somebody made a comment as well about, like, Jen's confirmed that it's not in the inner circle. Okay. And so somebody took a picture from a different post where Jen put on this, Um, just popping in to say that I have actually confirmed that there is no traitor in the immediate group that is still living. The Blood Queen just outsmarted them, figuring that they would come ahead. Also, I would never do that to Cass, lol. Okay, so there's a little bit here where it's like, mm. our concern on the traitor was that the queen was outsmarting them so she has confirmed that the queens outsmarted them mm-hmm. however i am very curious like this traitor there, there was no traitor for the event that we're talking about here that we think there's one and we're not alone in thinking that there was one here because we don't want to believe that they should, they were getting outsmarted however she says there's not one in their immediate
1: group right she doesn't say that there isn't one yeah (laughs) yes
0: exactly exactly which has me concerned still about the potential for for one to even come closer yes yes scary like is it okay (laughs) okay so this is another thing that i was thinking about which was like kind of post colis is what happens to malik what happens to millie or the mm-hmm. the golden douche or whatever his name was, um, is the traitor coming out of the result of all of this? Is it people that are fearing their power now? Because Poppy has no problem showing her power, and we love her. Yeah. Form, but yeah, is it a result of like fear of change? Because sometimes people will have problems with you know radical positive change just because it's well, radical change
1: well i'm i'm not going to be surprised if there's going to be in who i okay new theory i mm-hmm. do think that there's going to be like a rep a a rebellion that yeah. seems like the next like another um the from blood and ash guys from the first book mm-hmm. like another one of those like doing yeah. having their own agenda with things We're ready. We're in the part of the series, like kind of in game of thrones when it became the church became the problem, (laughs) Yes, you know, like, and the people, it was a fanatics. So Mm -hmm. we're going to get, we're going to get some fanaticism. I could totally see that happening because we've had enough distance from the churchy, like maiden that I think Mm -hmm. we're ready for some more like. I think that, that kind of political tension so maybe uh, that will fully happen <laughs> agreed,
0: fully agreed that that feels kind of like a natural progression for this series mm-hmm. at this point because one there's a power vacuum yeah at season, or season yeah jesus it's because i heard myself call it a season and that yeah episode. <laughs> um book four ends with a power vacuum because isbeth is gone and now there's this like power structure that she's designed that either has to stay up so that all of the people that were on her side can live Mm -hmm. or come down and kill most if not all of them um the hold on how do i wanna so also in addition to if that system fully falls their entire religious system, which their entire society is based around, has to fall. At the very mm-hmm. least, Isbeth's fault, like Isbeth dying, is cracks in the foundation. Yeah. Poppy defeating her. We're probably going to get fanatics on both sides because mm-hmm. what's happening is this like huge religious, in their eyes, a like, huge religious event. Yeah. We're like, if they don't bow down to Poppy, she's going to yeah. smoke and kill them like her grandfather Nikdos can do you know yeah so fully fully agree i think like there's just no way that it doesn't play out with with fanatics yeah because
1: the with the that there's nowhere for it to go it's gonna it's gonna disperse on its own that's kind of fun it's gonna be
0: creepy i hope we get like creepy followers of poppy too Mm -hmm. yeah
1: oh what were those guys called in the first book the ones when they crossed the forest and they all started attacking them and stuff in the
0: Oh on horseback. Candles? Yeah. I don't remember what the like I just remember the, Like
1: those guys will like
0: start like <laughs> oh my god, could you imagine?
1: They're Go like the Gorilla War. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Where's my right? notebook? Okay, so the next book is gonna be Shadow in the Ember. Now, a lot like from Blood and Ash. Mm-hmm. There's not as many theories because we're still figuring out. Who we are and what we're doing, mm-hmm. and where we're at. So let me see the backstory of like why he feels this way and like what did his you know what is him mm-hmm. being trapped for so long due to him and all of this. So
0: I one thing I am excited about, and I think maybe this is where this is an early one to be and maybe <laughs> yeah, it won't. I don't know, but like
1: so far we're time. usually wrong. So. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun to guess. It is. Um, She's the primal of life and he's the primal of death. One, she's 100% gonna like dethrone Colas, and that's gonna be the best retribution for Mm -hmm. her as Satoria to just. Well, yeah, but like this is the man who took that power to revoke like her, the afterlife she deserved. And now she does not get that afterlife.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And now she gets to take that throne. Like, oh, yes, yes. But so she's going to be the primal of life. That's going to be the primal of death. That is just like so on brand for me to be like, yes, the girl gets revenge. We love a love story. <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> My favorite pairing is women and revenge. Yes. Every time. Yeah.
1: Female, right? Okay, <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm hoping that does do a little something a little tension-y, not like between them like job-wise, but like-
1: Professionally.
0: <laughs> yeah, not, not yeah. professionally, but personally. <laughs> um, because like, how do you, as the primal of life, engage with the primal of death then? Mm-hmm. Like their worlds are different, quite literally. Like he lives in, in Hades. Mm-hmm. And if she were to be the primal of life, she would have to go to her
1: place. Like that would reset the the natural mm-hmm. order. Yeah, so. that's interesting. Do they have to be in a certain location or is it just courts in the mortal realm? I think it's
0: courts in Elysium as well. Okay, But there is this sense that like, they have to keep it separate and maybe they don't, maybe it's just the way that it's like, they think about it now, in which case like it wouldn't be an issue, but like there is like a whole court of life Around Colas now, like where mm-hmm. Athos used to be, unless it used to be the other way around. Maybe they haven't moved. Maybe technically she's where she's supposed to be. Maybe. Maybe that's why th- that was the first place that was that ruined by the rot.
1: Mm-hmm. Who's to say? Who's yeah? It, it it hasn't really gone much into that. Yeah. Yeah. So do you want I me to keep going I'll end any theory that i'm like unsure <laughs> of it's say. like who's to say <laughs> to cover your ass yeah yeah yeah
0: we the fifth essentially yeah yeah i think that one's still a very open-ended thing yeah and that goes back to the like we see what happens after with poppy
1: yeah but... yeah i think we're still because I think the idea is we're 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 learning this world of like Mm -hmm. what are primals and like you said I think needing to understand how powerful they are is Mm -hmm. creating a victor you know this or that but also can how can life and death interact Mm -hmm. in the the realm per se like Elysium yeah yeah well
0: it's funny because it's it's there is that line that line as if we're like we scripted it but there was that moment when i was like is it just because this is the only way they've thought about it
1: yeah yeah like because is it a construct like, or is it yeah, is yeah. it
0: an actual law of nature cuz like yeah. maybe they don't have to be separated maybe like life and death can coexist and that's what they're going to do but it's because athos and colas were so combative that that's the yeah. way they think it has to be
1: yeah yes and maybe i just had a thought and it left but it'll come to me
0: yes it will think about Um, what i said
1: yes um
0: ethos and colis before that it was social contract yes so So what
1: yes so what you had (laughs) (laughs) okay so what you had said was that maybe she's in the right place oh yes and I think that's an interesting theory because we all know like Nyctos is not right yet.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Something's yes. off. His, yes. what is it,
1: hardest or something? His
0: his, heart- cardia, his cardia. Cardia? I was yes.
1: there. I almost yes. got it. His cardia, like that whole thing. Like he's not doing well, you know? Mm-hmm. He needs to, something needs to happen. Quacking so maybe he's not in the right place.
0: Yeah. And I guess kind of like to... Specify what I mean by that is like maybe where eighth or where Colas is used to be where death was,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then where Nicktoes and Sarah is used to be where life was. So when he stole the powers, he didn't just like trade houses. Mm-hmm. They went back, and the houses started to like shift to the new vibe. Yeah, for lack of a better word,
1: <laughs> the yeah. vibe of the realms.
0: Yeah, the the realm vibes.
1: <laughs> Realm vibes. It'll be the name of the episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Realm vibes. um Yeah, I like that would explain the rot. Mm-hmm. But do we know how long the rot has been the rot?
0: I think they've mentioned it a few times. Nothing like specific i don't know like in the first
1: book was it something that came up when like sarah was coming of age
0: i wouldn't be surprised if it was like around the time that her dad died let's see here
1: because then she would be whatever going through some kind of calling version Mm -hmm. of whatever she is and then it would start calling the the natural order of things would have been off Yeah. And causing the rot, which I don't know if I like that. I don't know if I like her being the reason.
0: I don't know that like, (laughs) like, I feel like it still goes back to even, even with that theory, it would still fill in the, the, the like fact that it has to do with the imbalance.
1: Mm -hmm. Something's Uh, out out of whack.
0: Damn. It does not say. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it doesn't say, but I, I, I mean, I feel like, again, I feel like that's the next, like, <clears throat> natural way for that to turn is to find out that it does I mean. have to do with her. Yeah. But not that, like, she's the cause, but that she was the catalyst for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because at the very, at the end of the day, it's, it's all Col- colossus fault. Everything. Mm-hmm. Because he wanted Satoria.
1: Yes. Ooh, yeah. that's a. I think we're getting into ne- the next book territory of theories. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's look at my notes on the doc. Because mm-hmm. these ones I put in my WhatsApp. Okay. So, literally, the next sentence, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 131
0: 132 okay but she's actually pretty good with stuff yeah another reason i think Hector might not be good is because she saved him in battle and i don't know why that is but they mm-hmm. had that interaction during the battle and i feel like that happens sometimes with her with Armin Trout, like when she's well riding. and it makes
1: sense that you would um you would invest in a character mm-hmm. for it to be taken away yep. <laughs> for them to like break your heart mm-hmm. but so
0: I far was, well I was, gonna say, I was really worried that ezra was gonna die for that reason mm, i know uh i was glad that she didn't i'm so worried about her because of her importance to sarah but like i was getting some serious Ansel vibes
1: god <laughs> serious don't vibes. say that don't- <laughs> every, every book every book trope is gonna be shattered it's by just- Ansel it's just gonna be weird to know what that means
0: i was completely traumatized by ansel's death yes um
1: (laughs) ruined for living on (laughs) yeah
0: me on my deathbed being like oh it's such an ansel moment (laughs) 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 i think she did a really
1: yeah yeah so i think that that was kind of like a a little um we're still on the
0: Shadow in the Ember.
1: Yeah, Shadow in the Ember. So our second theory, I think, was like, oh, we think maybe Ezra will die because she's setting her up.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's still, like, a very possible thing to happen
1: because
0: mm-hmm. there's very few uh, people that Sarah's close to yeah. that Nicola can get, like, easy access to. hmm So... My hopes are not high for her survival. Yeah. Unless Ezra revokes the throne for Sarah. Because that goes back to some of the like natural order stuff that we've talked about. And so if she like steps out of power and gives that to Sarah and just like lives like a happy lesbian cottage core life. That would like, I think that would make her safe.
1: Would save her. Crossed. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next book. Mm. Light in the flame.
0: Nineteen minutes and twenty five oh, seconds. Thank you.
1: Mm-hmm. Twenty five seconds. Nice. It has. She has Satorius' yeah. soul. Mm-hmm. There's that moment when she kills the. Mm. draken Mm -hmm. and satoria is smirking she's like
0: she can like feel the rage of like satoria yeah
1: and at that moment i there was a part of me that thought that colis and satoria were um in cahoots with this plan now okay yeah yeah at the time (laughs) And of course we then learn Etes is like all like part of it. So I thought yeah. all of this like scheme was like partly to like get her to get the embers, whatever, I don't know. <laughs> so my, so then I learned at the very last scene that Satoria <laughs> is angry at him. And that anger that was projected because I thought the smir- that's what the smirk meant was like, we've got we've got them mm-hmm. kind of thing mm-hmm. um and then at the end i learned that Satoria's fucking batshit angry at colas yeah because she's like you're gonna kill me again
0: because mm-hmm. he kills so, her once that's part of the thing is like we don't actually know the truth about <laughs> what happened between him and satoria right because we've got the myth and then we've got kind of like her musings about what potentially happened
1: mm-hmm.
0: because she doesn't really connect with Satoria the way that she connects with like the embers the first time we feel her as this separate entity is when she kills the dragon thad um and i am curious to see what's going to happen with thad because he did call her Maya Lisa mm-hmm. as like after he came back and he like he had his eyes flash blue And so I'm wondering if he's going to betray Atez or if... Okay, I've got theories about that. But yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we don't really fully know what happened between him and Satoria, so maybe they were actually lovers. Right. And it's just been, like, through time and everything, it's been kind of watered down to primal, terrifies, puny mortal, you know? Right. Or maybe, so like all the time in in Greek myth, like gods Mm. that were rejected by women would lash out. So maybe she didn't just run in fear at seeing death, but rather was like, you're disgusting, fuck you. Yeah. And then left. Yeah. And then he killed her. Because the myth says she jumped from the cliffs, but she said, would you kill me again? Yeah. Which means he fucking did it. Right. Nobody's that angry after they've jumped off a cliff. They're sad <laughs> at themselves. You know what I mean? Like, she didn't die willingly. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Now, so what was Colas's <laughs> Then I start asking questions about the plot. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just
0: um, <laughs> I stand by that. Yeah. I stand by that for sure. Especially because, like, in hindsight, like they were conversational there at the end, Satoria and Colas, mm-hmm. and who the fuck is conversational with, uh, Primal that they haven't met before, you know, or that like scared them off a cliff? That's not the yeah, attitude they, of somebody. Yeah, who's they clearly like, frightened.
1: They clearly had a divorce. Like they've been yeah, through like, it. Like, happened.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm also curious. New theory. New theory, is that he didn't do it to bring her back. He did it to curse her to never go to paradise or wherever their paradise is when when mortals die.
1: Yeah, they're Valhalla. Yeah. Mm. I'm thinking about it. No, that's
0: fair. That's fair. So like essentially that would mean that like he stole Athos's powers and set off the imbalance in order to like properly punish his ex or the person who scorned him. Mm Mm-hmm because of his ego either way it's because of his ego yeah but it's like to what end was he willing to
1: go yeah you for love 2907 all right i'm gonna have you list off the times for now on okay
0: yeah 2907 <laughs> okay cool thanks for the last the one. whole thing to <laughs> find the tap okay i would just go back as far yeah that's good Sorry, it also got me thinking, because we were just talking a second ago about the potential of them being like fated for each other, like soulmates, heartmates. So Ates, 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 we've got a pronunciation guide. Let's look real quick and see what where the emphasis is supposed to be.
1: I can't remember the book I, I was listening to, I think it was Ates. Ates.
0: Ates. Yep. Okay. Ates. Ates. Why did okay. I leave such a long... I know. It's okay. <laughs> His, his betrayal i that's one of the ones where i'm like i'm glad that we don't necessarily know what's happened to him between this series and the next yes because, because it i am a inclined. lot of
1: like questions
0: yeah i'm inclined to think that he's not entirely bad yeah only because he has a couple of times made comments about, like remembering yeah Athos. byron yeah um but the way that he spoke about like, him and Colas, and so it's like, because Colas was there and Colas was talking about how, like, Athos was always jealous, and he was jealous that Mycela loved him instead of, like, mm-hmm. himself. Um, and then Athos says this comment about, like, it makes sense that he would put Satoria's soul in her to protect the embers. Mm-hmm. He would definitely do something snide or whatever like that. And I'm thinking, like, we obviously don't necessarily want to believe their portrayal of Athos.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it does raise a question beyond just, like, he could have done anything to ensure that that Sarah went to Nyktos. So why was it a consort? Because it also, like, at first, when we were first told that she was going to be the consort, it was like, oh, yeah, it's like when a king has a mistress. Yeah. Where it's like, she's you know, she's got a higher status in the court, and that's fine. You know, it's not really, like, she doesn't really hold any power, but through this book, what we learned is that the consort actually has an immense amount of power.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So why make her
1: consort? Uh, why Nick? Why Nyctos chose her as consort? Why did Athos? Aethel- I kind of got lost. I think I just changed thoughts. Okay, yeah. It led to other no, that's thoughts. okay. Yeah. I I yeah. I think I just like skipped some. I missed something, and then I got lost. Oh no, <laughs> so you're good. Not you. <laughs> I uh
0: I stand by that one too. Yeah. I mean this is this is the last book. So there is no any questions yeah. we have there is no clarity quite yeah.
1: yet. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's still it's still in full swing here. Yeah, so. Yeah. So there is no clarity on this yet.
0: I think part of my like part of my reasoning too is the way that we find out and how mm-hmm. he acts around her later. He does kind of like in retrospect a little while later, so I don't want to be held to this comment to a T. <laughs> he kind of reminds me of book one Resand.
1: Mm-hmm. He's kind of morally ambiguous. You don't know whose yes. side he's on really yet. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. And like in the same way that Resand was only working with Amarantha to like, keep his head above water essentially mm-hmm. he wasn't doing it because he agreed with her at all yeah so I'd be curious to see if if, if Atez is keen to switch sides
1: right yeah yeah that would be that's the um. the inverted uh <laughs> snitch yeah exactly exactly what do they call those the underdog the
0: um oh uh hold on the uh like a snake like a
1: snake in the grass
0: or... yeah or like in the mafia when they've got the guy who's like
1: oh like yeah this, the the this mole loyal. the mole
0: the mole yes yes the rebel yes well i was also thinking like in the godfather he's like he he gives michael tips on how to figure out who the mole is Uh-huh. and it's just because the mole tends to make the like logical choice it's the smart move right? you know and so and there's also there's no way to know that he's not holding something over Ataz because
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's how people like Colas i.e. Isbeth retain their power
1: mm-hmm. yeah last one yes yes this one's fun
0: I got lost again. Okay. (laughs) 4750. Thank you. Mm -hmm. With blood seeping from its jaws of fire, bathed in the flames of the brightest moon to ever be birthed, will come, will become one. Mm -hmm. And so like there's this one line when she is having her breakdown after she walks in on him and Bessis,
1: Mm-hmm.
0: where she talks about like feeling her throat get scaly it's a good one i do and remember so, that yes and so i was like it's in poppy's blood i That's think she's going to be able to turn into she is the dragon in this the one uh with blood seeping
1: from there its jaws a, of fire there is it is interesting because she they Nectus she has the the conversation with Nectus about his origin and he was the first. And so there is this interesting thing because then he's very fatherly towards Jadas and Reaver and obviously there's other Draken. so other Draken have been able to be made like Nectus isn't the father of all Draken, but he is the father mm-hmm. of a lot. and so you know that Draken can be made mm-hmm. and there's a strong emphasis on draken on this book yes and there's also um correct me or tell me when it was that she was there was a a female draken that had yeah, like orf- scales orphine? yes orphine. yeah and she was like noticing the scales on her skin and stuff so I'm wondering if something's mm-hmm. gonna like there's just a lot of like knowledge we're getting about draken that i think is setting us up for something
0: and i wonder to like is it because poppy is going to be the primal of life and death like drakens have blood and ash right they are like two two type whatever the phrase is i don't want to say two spirit it's not two spirit but that's what came to mind but um is it the fact that she's going to have both embers that will let her become a dragon, or is it because she is going to be able to transform into a dragon that will allow her to hold both of the embers, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Cause they even fear how powerful the dragons are. Yeah. So
1: And that was a big that was a big part of Colis's plan was to make all of the beings like under him and have power yep. over them. I do think too that um what i was gonna say <laughs> let's just end it there <laughs> that's your version of who's to say
0: who's to say <laughs> yeah okay
1: I, so i'm excited when- about this one because i i i think we're on to something you're on we something.
0: are when like like it's the threesome where it's like it has been referenced in some yes. way or another it's so like in book two when we're trying to figure out what she is they're like oh you're not one of those she's like no one knows no one can figure it out
1: yeah because even niktos was confused i feel like he was yeah which was a good sorry which was a good like um kind of red herring ish almost Mm -hmm. of like oh he's not related but he is Mm -hmm. and like you find out i mean we know that she's related but then Now we kind of understand how. Anyways, I forgot my thought, but go ahead.
0: (laughs) No, that's fair. I mean, that's that's also still, like, that's a valid, also, like, connection between all of this. Because it's, like, the there's this one part where I was talking about, like, I was, like, I can't figure out. It's not two-spirit, but it's, like, this Mm two-bodied. Because they are, we know that, like, the Drakken have limitations on what magic can do to them because of what they are. Yeah. And so, like. Nyktos being confused by it. Nyctos and Castile not always understanding. It's like Mm -hmm. both of them are very much redefining the natural order at two separate times. And it's kind of coming together for Poppy's time. Yeah, And so even if we don't see Sarah transform into a dragon in her own time... I wouldn't be surprised if actually poppy and her being together in the next book which i'm fairly certain is happening i'm saying that kind of Mm -hmm. like assumptively but like i'm fairly certain is happening it will like act as this like further catalyst it's like things keep happening to both of them that are just like tumbling them through their fate and i think like if they have this ability with the dragons or with dragons because I think that there's like a difference. There's like dragons, which can have human forms, versus the dragon shapeshifters, which are humans that have dragon forms. I feel like that was two mm-hmm. separate beings. Yeah. And like there's a power with that, with, yeah. with having that two bodied essence.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: The idea, like the moment in uh, King of Scars or Rule of Wolves, whichever one was the second one, when. Zoya turned into a dragon she's like she just felt her rage and she like let it transform her and she like took out everybody all of their enemies that is what this is gonna feel like and I'm so ready yeah it's so ready
1: and I said it when did I say it I think I said it in War of Two Queens when I listened to it it wasn't uh but I say that that when she not War of Two Queens yeah the one maybe it was at the end of gilded bones i can't remember but it was the one where i say like they want her to be a khaleesi that went right like she's gonna be like a khaleesi but it's like gonna go well right yes i feel like i said that which was she's going to be like the mother of dragons and she's gonna wipe out all Mm -hmm. of the wrong but not be done
0: it's like targaryen fan fiction yeah i support it i support it because i'm yes. loving all of this so far
1: oh my gosh De- deja vu i think he said that too <laughs> probably
0: <laughs> um yes yeah, so i'm excited for this which is coming out in less than a month no a little i think it's july 18th so 33 oh, yeah. Days. yeah it's
1: nuts. i'm so excited to yes so excited
0: <sighs> yes i i'm like uh scared and happy because on the one hand we finally get the next step in what's about to happen but on the other hand we're gonna have to wait several months for the next book yeah and that's just no fun to me (laughs) let me look back at her instagram and see if i can't find the like publication stuff all of those updates
1: yeah it's interesting because um she writes really fast fiest
0: yes (laughs) Well, I think the thing with these is that she's writing them. She probably has to write them at the same time, so that way she yeah. can get them right. Um, okay, so we've got our new book, which is coming out uh, next month, which is The Soul of uh, Soul of Ash and Blood.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, which we know... Okay. I don't know that we know. Let me pull up the thing about it. So in her latest email... Her, her the last blurb, yes the blurb for soul of ash and blood okay so she's revisiting the first novel in her phenomenal blood and ash series but this time it's hawk's story hawk's turn to tell the story filled with new scenes insights and a few surprises a soul of ash and blood is a must read for fans of from blood and ash and the love story of poppy and hawk only his memories can save her a great primal mm. primal power has risen. The queen of flesh and fire has become the primal of blood and, blown, blood and bone. The true primal of life and death. And that's Poppy. And the battle Castile-Poppy and their allies have been fighting has just begun. Gods are awakening across Elysium and the mortal realm, readying the, for the war to come. So again, that's that whole shift that we're having that we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. From away from what is Poppy, We know what she is now. She's mm-hmm. a primal uh, blood and bone to
1: mm-hmm.
0: this war. But when Poppy falls into stasis, Cass faces the very real possibility that the dire, unexpected consequences of what she is becoming could take her away from him. Cass has given some advice, though, something he plans to cling to as he waits to see her beautiful eyes open once more, talk to her. And so he does. He reminds Poppy how their journey began, revealing things about himself that only Kieran knows in the process, but it's anybody's guess what she'll wake to or exactly how much of the realm and cast will have changed when she does. So that's the book that we're waiting for to come out next month. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I'm going to try not to cry right now.
1: Holy shit. That's huge.
0: Yes. Okay. So then in October of this year, as of about a week ago, The release date is October 31st, and I'm just saying as of, because things happen. The only thing that can save the realms now is the one thing more powerful than the fates. After a startling betrayal ends with both Sarah and the dangerously seductive ruler of the Shadowlands she has fallen madly in love with, being held captive by the false king of the gods, there is only one thing that can free Nyktos and prevent the forces of the Shadowlands from invading Dalos and igniting a war on primals a war of primals. Convincing Colas won't be easy though, not even with the lifetime of training. While his most favored revenant is insistent that she is nothing more than a lie, Colas's erratic nature and twisted sense of honor leave her shaken to the core, and nothing could have prepared her for the cruelty of his court or the shocking truths revealed. The revelations not only upend what she has understood about her duty and the very creation of the realms, but also draw into a question exactly what the true threat is however surviving colis is only one of part of the battle the ascension is upon her and sarah is out of time but Nyctos will do anything to keep sarah alive and give her the life she deserves he'll even risk the utter destruction of the realms and that's exactly what will happen if he doesn't ascend to the primal of life yet despite his desperate determination their destinies may be out of their hands but there is that foreseen unexpected thread the unpredictable unknown and unwritten the only thing more powerful than the fates that's it i don't know what's more powerful than the fates bethany i don't know <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Ooh>. <laughs>
0: poppy um, that's what he i'm thinks, thinking it's like this is where we're gonna start getting that crossover
1: mm-hmm. um well and i like it did mention how much is poppy going to remember when she comes back
0: yeah like what is she and what is she coming back to exactly yeah yeah so (sighs) this episode is supposed to make me feel better and just like ha let's talk about theories and now I'm more stressed than ever about poppy and seriously so Uh,
1: well poppy still needs to become a dragon so yeah do you think that'll happen before or after stasis
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, my okay, so my guess is actually after same, I'm yeah, answering it's yeah, just like because what I think is going to happen is that it's hap- her transformation is happening too quickly. Because there was a comment that what's her name, Isbeth, had made about Poppy shouldn't be at the stage that she's at yet,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like the developmental stage, and they're culling, or culling
1: whatever, yeah.
0: Um, and that has to do with the fact that. Castiel ascended her, right on an accident on purpose, um. And so I wonder if the stasis is so her body can heal from the like the swift development, and then on the other end she's gonna be healed enough to fucking change it to a dragon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then Castiel is gonna have to learn how to fuck a dragon.
0: I'm there for it. Yeah. <laughs> If a donkey could do it in a DreamWorks movie, then Castile can certainly do it. (laughs) Oh dear. Any final thoughts on all of this?
1: Yes. I don't think I've ever been this excited for a book in a series. Yeah. Just because so much is changing. I mean, I was pretty excited for Silver Flames. Yeah. But, and it delivered because I was even more surprised at how good it was it's just been not a while that we're comparing <laughs> yeah, yeah it's been it's, that long yeah, yeah it's been a while because even like i knew the war of two queens was going to be good and that yeah. exceeded my expectations and everything it was it's probably after I, I can't i can't decide i think it might be my favorite um it's got all the sex so but yes. it's also like more of a character book. So I think this one's going to be a character book in a different kind of way because it's Castiel's point of view, which mm-hmm. I love a male point of view. I, I love me. I some sex scenes
0: from him. Putting, I from do. From point of view.
1: Yeah. I do. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> so I'm excited. I'm excited for the next book because there's a yeah. lot of, um interesting layers we're gonna get and then things that we probably won't even hear about again yet and so we'll have to wait but
0: yeah but we won't even have to wait that long just a few months i know there's, right? no, there's no word after that obviously because both we have the next book in both series is yeah so we don't know <laughs> sorry <laughs> oh, you're fine. You're
1: fine. got us going
0: yeah we're just gonna go back and forth forever um so we don't know the, con- the confirmed, like, next book. In- are you holding back another year on? No. Okay. It no. looks like you were for a second. I was like, we can't do this.
1: No, we can't do this again.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, since there's no confirmation on the next book, we don't know how long our next wait is going to be, and that is extremely stressful. Yes. So.
1: Well, I think we're to get probably going to get a Moss book before then. Yeah. And I think we should do another one of these. Yes absolutely we should yes um we only have one episode where we talk about akatar
0: but we've got plenty on crescent city
1: that's true that's true the next
0: book is crescent city
1: yeah yeah so that'll be good Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so that'll be fun cool Mm -hmm. all right thank you for listening and joining us for another week thanks you guys make sure to like and subscribe to the pod
0: we're on spotify apple Podcasts, google podcasts wherever you pod. Until next time. Happy reading. Happy reading. Bye. Bye. has been summoned
1: who's he oh jakey a little baby oh and you can see him yeah because it's all orange